So with that uh, flowery introduction, we welcome in uh, uh, the signature voice of CBS Sports, Jim Nance, joins us now. I, I was just kind of retelling, uh, Jim, uh, how, how appreciative we are of you and the way you've always remembered Frank Fallon through the years. We really appreciate that about you. Influential he was to your life and to a lot of lives of broadcasters. He was just such a gentleman. And I, one of my real takeaways from the from the NCAA tournament was looking down at your spotting board and seeing – the fact that you had that you had Frank recognized on there, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's with us, uh, and you know Pat Nunley, who works with me. Uh, he worked with Frank for many years, also. So he's always with us, and, and we appreciate. Uh, uh, his legacy and the way you remember him. Hey, I appreciate your time. I- I'm sure this is a little time off for you that we're interrupting, but uh, what, a- what a run for you. Huh? Uh, the NCAA tournament, the Final Four, the national championship straight to Augusta, that's, uh, that's a pretty good stretch for you. Yeah, it's been <laughs> amazing. I'm, I'm so grateful to have had the chance to do all of this. and It seems like it was three years ago, but not even two and a half months ago <laughs> I was calling the Super Bowl. So wow. it's been I think it's been the most challenging part. I've gone through the sequence of doing the Super Bowl and the Final Four and the Masters before, but not during the uh, type of circumstances we're under today with the quarantining and the bubbles and not being able to socialize with your coworkers. And I mean, it's just um, not that CBS is paying me to have fun. The games are fun, but the rest of it being holed up in your uh, in your room and not allowed to leave and all that goes with it, the protocols, it makes it, uh, it, makes it a little more difficult than, than other years, that's for sure. What did you think about the way things worked, uh, the NCAA hosting the tournament all in one site in and around Indianapolis? Uh, I thought it worked really, really well. From your perspective, what did you think? I think so too, John. I think that actually I think there's a model here, a template, for them to consider doing this down the road. Huh. Uh, I think it's maybe better than stretching it out the first week over eight sites around the country, all the logistics, the travel, the expense. I mean, to have one like host city, like an Olympic city, and then to spread the tentacles out to surrounding arenas. Well, you go to the final four cities that are coming up, but again, I don't think they're going to make any changes like that in the near term. But take New Orleans next year where the final four will be. Well, you know, Tulane has an arena. LSU's up the road, no different than what it was like being up at Purdue this year. Uh, there are there are other there's the there's the basketball arena the Pelicans play and there's the Superdome. Uh, you could find court space there and there's certainly hotel space. That city was made for entertaining. And then the next year Houston. You could spread out shoot, you could have Waco as a site the first week of the tournament. You could have Austin, College Station. Rice, Autry Court, the Fertitta Center in Houston, the, the Toyota Center, the Reliant Stadium or whatever it's called now. I mean, you've got all these different possibilities. And just to think that you could come in and have a choice of places to go to see games, I mean, I think it would be so exciting. Speaking of the Fertitta Center, how uh, fun was it for you to have your alma mater, U of H, in the Final Four this year? Well, I was really proud of them. I mean, it's not uh, – it, a lot of people thought it would be very difficult for me to call the game unbiased. That wasn't hard at all, to be honest. Uh, you know, when, you, when, when you've got a, a career of being neutral and objective, I mean, you call it like you would respectfully for both teams. And I was really proud of it. I, 
I didn't get anyone accuse me of showing any favoritism at all. And I was really proud of the run they made. They ran into a better, better team. There's no question about that. And, uh, hey, I've got a lot of friends around the Baylor program, too. Let's not kid ourselves. So, I mean, I was really happy to see the great success that Coach Drew had, that Mac Rhodes had, um, Max, the old AD over at Houston. They, they, are, they are great friends of the family, the Rhodes. And, uh, yeah, no, I was really thrilled for what they did. And, um Man, it, I just can't say enough, though, about what this Baylor program delivered. It was just awesome to watch. Yeah, how about uh, the way Baylor not only won it all, but really won decisively every game through the tournament. I mean, trailed Villanova at halftime, but then turned it on and won there, and then won the two Final Four games by combined 35 points. Yeah, both games in Indianapolis for the Final Four were very similar. They, they were the superior team, and and – and, and took the advantage so early, <laughs> they took the opponents out of the game. And they're just the best team. I mean, it was, I think a lot of people were shocked by it. I, I wasn't so much so, particularly after I saw the way they played against Houston. And, and I got to see them in the regional final, too. Yeah. John. I, got, right. I had their game against Arkansas. So I had a pretty good glimpse of how good this team was and how coordinated the effort was as a team and I was blown away I think it's one of the best teams I've seen in college basketball in a long time yeah you know we always hear that the tournament is made for guards or guard play is so important in the NCAA tournament I mean that was the strength of this Baylor team and not only uh, really good guards but experienced guards veteran guards uh, I thought that was a big plus well when you got when, when you got Butler and you got uh, Davion and you've got uh, Maceo and uh, you got Flagler coming off the bench. I mean, they were just, they had reinforcement coming in there. And, you know, uh, Chet Chua has certainly gotten better as the year's gone on. And, I mean, you're bringing him off the bench. Uh, and, and, and then uh, Meyer, I mean, please. It's just there were so many ways they could beat teams. Uh, th- that, that, that could have been very easily had it not been the interruption during the season, I think this could have been an undefeated team. Jim, I want to switch gears on you and move over to the Masters. Your call that le- from the land of the rising sun, that was so brilliant. Was that something that just came to you naturally in the moment? No, I well, I, I, I thought about it. Uh, I, I hosted the Olympics in 98 for CBS from Nagano, Japan. So I learned a lot about the culture, the people who I really admire, and uh, – we had so many different references of when we were hosting the Olympics that, that this I gave me kind of a home field advantage to call Matsuyama's win. I didn't have anything. I think my call might have been over the last month, something very basic along the lines of uh, Japan has its first Masters champion. But going off the air uh, after the after the green jacket is presented, it's a it's a little bit of a um, you know, it's a fun artistic challenge. You're you're, uh, you're in the cabin basically, not by yourself, but there's there's no foul though. There's no one for me to play off of to fill time. There's not one of my fellow broadcasters. And once the last putt is hold, I have a little back and forth with uh, with Faldo, uh, and then we hit our last commercial break. But when we get down into the cabin, basically, you know, I'm shouldering everything all the way to the end of the show and going off the air. You're stepping basically out of frame as the jacket's being put on the champion's shoulders. And I step over to a bank of monitors 
and they start rolling up shots uh, of the day. Uh, and there's a music bed that I knew was 32 seconds long. <laughs> so I knew the music, the length of it. I, you know, through time, you're the same way. You get a pretty good sense of time of what's 32 seconds in your head. And you can hear the music building and all of that. So it's basically ad-libbing your way off the air to zero, wow. to the countdown. And I, I, I knew that as I was stepping over there, I wanted to say something about the, the, the land of the rising sun has a favorite son wearing a green jacket. I think that's what I said. Uh, nothing was written down, but it, you know, hopefully it came out that way. I haven't seen the, the video of it, but it's an emotional moment. I've, I've got to tell you, it, you, you see this coronation, this, this thrill of a, of a lifetime. And in this case, something that a golf crazed country was so behind the moment is just so big. I mean, maybe bigger than we could appreciate here in, in, in the USA. I mean, it's just how much that win meant. And there you are just a few feet away from the guy that delivered this historic victory. It's heavy. So I'm never quite sure exactly if the words come out right, but I sure gave it a shot. I mean, it was great. I'm curious, who inspired you to get into broadcasting? Oh, a whole series of broadcasters, like Frank Fallon broadcasters i i they were the heroes of my youth more than the athletes were and and i i just looked up to that generation of of great great uh storytellers fine men uh who, who presided over these big events the jim mckay's jack whitaker pat summerall dick ember kurt gowdy uh, keith jackson uh these these were these were the they, they were like my friends. Chris Shankle, if I didn't say him already, you know, I, I I sat back in awe of them, and wrote them letters during my during my youth, and would tell them that one day I wanted to be just like them. So I always have felt like my career is uh, is in some respects for me anyway. No one else would think of it this way, but I I feel like I'm paying tribute to them being given the blessing, the gift of having these events uh, land in my lap and to be entrusted with them. And I, they, they got me there. They didn't know it, but the way that they presented sports and the, the, the stories that they told and the places they explained to us, the subjects, the countries, the cultures, it all made an impression on me that I, I wanted to be one of those storytellers. It, ne- it never had anything to do with wanting to be on television. I just wanted to be able to go to these glorious sporting events and 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 hopefully enrapture a young person at home the way I was by them. Well, you're doing it now. You got, I'm sure, legions of uh, young people that are writing you notes and writing you letters, and uh, you know, wanting to uh, emulate what you do. Hey, we appreciate your time. It was great to cross paths in Indianapolis. Uh, it, it's uh, you know so great for Coach Drew to reach this pinnacle and have the national championship, and it's great to have you and Grant Hill and uh, Raf there along as well. And we appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. Well, uh, I, I really appreciate being able to be in your company, although we were, again, somewhat restricted. could never really right. stop and pay a visit. But great admirer of what you do and, and how well you represent our craft and business. And I've got to tell you, I love getting to know Coach Drew during yeah. the tournament. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've got a new friend that's going to be a friend for life. <laughs> it's an honor to call this team's championship. And, again, like we were talking about with Matsuyama, uh, you know, this was history. 
And uh, I, I'm really honored that I got to be able to try to document it on the television side. And I've got a funny feeling we're going to be doing uh, this quite a few more times. I like that. I think I this like is that. just a, I think it's just the start of uh, of a lot of Final Fours and, and big, big placements on the national yeah. stage for this program. That's terrific. Jim, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. My pleasure. All the best, everybody. Thank you. God bless. All right. Jim Nance of CBS Sports with us.